Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live today for this very special 2019 Dirty Sports Best Of. That's right, guys. We're going to do something new this year for the last episode of the year. I've decided to pull clips of the favorite, or my favorite, I should say, Dirty Sports clips and discussions of the year in a 2019 Dirty Sports Podcast Recap, and I hope you guys enjoy. I have pulled clips from throughout the year. So this will be a best of 2019 Dirty Sports compilation. I want to start things off with the best of Coach O. As you guys know, Ed Orgeron, current head coach of Louisiana State University, Bayou Bengals, the Tigers is a frequent caller into the show, and he's made some amazing calls, and he only gets better, I feel, on our show. So this is what I deem the best of Coach O calling in to Dirty Sports. But I want to get Coach O on the phone here. I know it was a last-minute request from our friends down at LSU, but they have made it happen, and like you just stated, the Gators are traveling to the swamp. So they're going from one swamp to another swamp. And uh, it's been a minute, but Coach O, you guys are off to an undefeated season, ranked fifth in the country. Great start. You have an offense. You have a quarterback. You're also big favorites. Does this concern you, Coach O? I ain't worried too much about all the people putting in their bets down there on uh, the Mandalay Bay and uh, the... The Borgata in Atlantic City. I ain't worried what people are doing there at Caesars Palace. The only thing I'm worried about down here is getting here in the swamp. You know, Atlantic City built on a swamp. Las Vegas built in a desert. But you ain't no, you ain't no hot and sticky till you come down here to the Bayou in a game in October. You play against the Bayou Bengals. The Bayou Bengals down here, the swamp here in Louisiana. Is way different than the swamp there in Florida. These gators, they're going to get out of their swamp. They're going to get on a bus, and they're going to come to a different swamp. They're going to find it extra sticky and extra muddy. Because we down here, we down here working in the bayou swamp. And these tigers, I got them in, I got them in ski shoes. I got them in snowshoes so they can walk on top of the swamp mud. We going to run all over. This offense with Joe Burrow, he going to... This guy going to win the Heisman Trophy, and the Heisman Trophy going to get have snowshoes on it because this <laughs> this guy running on top of the mud. You are facing a backup quarterback of Florida. First string, second string, third string, tampon string. We don't care. We're here to win. Are you a little worried that your team is such a big favorite, Coach, that maybe your players, it might go to their heads, that this is a game that by all odds – they should easily win. When I get these boys in the locker room, I look them in the eyes and I tell them, this weekend, we're going to fight a gator. You go out in the swamp. 
in some cut-off jorts. <laughs> Hand-to-hand combat with a fucking gator. You ain't taking them lightly. You ain't. Oh, I heard this gator on the dog. Oh, I heard this gator playing with backup teeth. Oh, I heard this. This ain't the top gator in the swamp. It's the second best gator in the swamp. Maybe I'll take it easy on the gator. No, you going out there. You know you in for a fight. No, ain't nobody take you. You ever see one of them little mini gators, like the one that bit Johnny Knoxville on the nipple? That thing look like a hurt, like some real shit right there. I don't care how little your gator is, that shit will bite. And my boys know it, and they ready. Just like I assume those Florida boys know, they about to fight a tiger. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate your time, and good luck against the Florida Gators this weekend. I, I Bi- just want to say this. When the Florida Gators come to the bayou this weekend, it's going to get down and dirty. Now, you can watch on the view porn and the red tube and the porn tube and the red porn. You can watch all kinds of things. You can watch moms fuck their sons, sons fuck their dads, all kinds of step stuff I've been seeing lately, and it kind of grosses me out, not going <laughs> to lie. How come everybody trying to fuck their family? <laughs> we stopped doing that in Louisiana five, six years ago now. Y'all need to calm down. But one thing that you can't see on the porn hub and tubes, you can't see a tiger fucking the gator. You're going to need to tune in to CBS on Saturday for that one. Oh, don't let the kitties watch. It's going to get dirty. We coming from behind. I know it's late Central Time in Louisiana, but we do have Coach O on the phone, and uh, we always bring him in before the Big Bama game. Coach O, are you there? Andy Ruther and Joe Print, I just want to correct old Andy Ruther. I didn't stay up late tonight. I ain't up late. I'm up early. I went to bed around 6 p.m., got up at around 9 p.m. I'm getting ready for tomorrow. Big game on Saturday. Taking on the Tide. You got me calling me here down 1 a.m., 12 p.m., 12 a.m., whatever the fucking time it is here. I'm in the film room trying to look at Bobby motherfucking Tua, whatever his name is, uh, Thomas Superlopo. And you got me talking, and then you go, can you repeat yourself? Can you say it again? Now, Coach. Marcus Theo Yasaopo ain't going to do it against us this weekend. Now, Coach. Marcus Mariota. Florence Griffith Joyner. I don't know. Jackie Joyner Kersey. <laughs> ain't nobody coming at us this weekend. I don't care how fast you are, how fancy your nails are. You ain't running on this Bayou Bengal defense, Jackie Joyner. Now, Coach, this year it has been your offense, though, as well. Joe Burrow is arguably in the lead. That's just what we want you to think. You know why Tigers have straps? Why is that? I, I asked you a question. You asked me a question back? Do you or do you not know why Tigers have straps? To camouflage. You should watch more Tiger Week. Chill out on the Shark Week for once in the life. Watching a Tiger Week. Exactly. Camouflage. We over here in the bayou laying the weeds. Oh, our defense looking at it. Oh, down there. Look at that. Where the Tigers? I don't know. How come I can't see them? Because they got straps and they're hiding in the weeds. This is camouflage. Now everybody going, oh, the offense. Oh, Joe Burrow. Oh, give him the Heisman Trophy. This is just what I want you to think. 
Because this week, when an elephant comes walking through our prairie, walking through our jungle, we all pop out of weeds. This defense is going to be, gotcha, motherfucker. <laughs> but the game's in Tuscaloosa, coach. So you're in their jungle, and you're in their prairie. Everywhere my defense goes, we bring that jungle with us. Okay? That's the way it goes. The Bayou ba- I don't care if the Bayou Bengals playing in Paris, France, in the Europe. European Union. I don't care if we using the euro over there to pay for baguettes. Wherever we are, motherfucking buy you. Are you worried that they have owned you recently and Nick Saban has had your number? This is me. Nick Saban had my number for years. He called me on the phone. He said, Coach, what you up to this weekend? And I got to tell you the truth. Couple times in the past few years, I thought it was a friend they called. He said, "What are you up to?" I was like, "Well, we're working on this thing with the three, four, and you know, we're gonna do cover two against you guys." And then he would cackle in that devilish, he would go, <laughs> and then hang up. And I go, "Motherfucking Nick Saban got me." He called. He asked me what I was gonna do this weekend. I motherfucking told him, "I'm a, a assistant coach. I'm an interim coach. Years and years. I ain't responsible for phone calls from other devilish." Sound and the head coach and motherfuckers. These guys call me on the phone. I just tell, hey, what are you working on this? We gotta go, ah, oh, we're working on this. We're gonna hide in the weeds and then we're gonna jump out. We're gonna kill your elephant. And then he goes, ah, I got you. And I was like, shit, that saving got me. So this year, been a head coach now, two full seasons. We're looking better than ever. I learned saving called me the other day. He goes, hey, hey, coach, oh, what you working on down there? What you gotta do with Tomorrow on Saturday, you go. We're gonna do doing a lot of running and passing. And I said, "Hey, Nick Saban, goodbye. <laughs> Don't call me no more. We head coaching rivals now. You can't call me on the phone like that." And I said, "Good day to you. I'm putting your number in my phone. I'm putting it as Nick." Saban, and then uh, there's a company line, which I like on the iPhone. They have a whole thing where you can make a note of what's coming out. I put head coach Alabama Crimson. This guy ain't catching me off guard no more. Now when my phone rings, I go, Siri, hang up on Nick Saban, coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I blocked his number. Just like we're going to block his defensive line, run all over them. Just like we're going to block for Joe Burrow while you're throwing at his way to the Heisman. But I think we win this game 9-6. <laughs> A lot of people go, oh, five field goals. Nah, uh, 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 uh. we're getting a touchdown and one field goal. We're going to miss an extra point. I've seen these things happening. <laughs> but we have Coach O on the phone, and uh, they had lost eight consecutive games to Alabama. Huge win. They should be number one this week. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Absolutely. B-U-R-R-E-A-U-X, Burrow. (laughs) I don't think that's how it's spelled, Coach. It is in Louisiana. (laughs) Did he solidify his Heisman Trophy with that win? Andy Ruther, I don't even know what Joe Burrow got. If if you ain't already given him the Heisman Trophy, then you just... uh, Disres- quarterback disrespecting motherfucker because this guy, what's he supposed to do? You know who he beat? You want me to, li- you want me to list it? Short list. He beat motherfucking everybody. He did. Everybody. I believe that was your guy's fourth win now. Fourth against the top 10 team. No other team in the country has come close to as many wins against top 10 teams. This week, 
you have to be number one, right? You have to jump ahead of Ohio I State. I don't care. We number one. We number two. We number three. We number four. It don't matter to me. It don't matter to the Bengals. It don't matter. Give us, I don't care where we finish. As long as we finish in the top four, we get a shot. And guess what? You beat everybody, they got to give you the big crystal trophy. What you going to do with that trophy, I'm going to throw it on the floor. (laughs) It's going to explode in a million pieces. I'm going to pick up one piece and eat some of it. And then I'm going to give everybody on the team a piece of that crystal. You see this in the final four. They all cut down the net. They all take a little piece and put it in the ear. They put it on the head and take it home with them. Why we don't do this? You don't let me cut down the goalposts. So I'm going to take that crystal ball. I'm going to throw it in there. It's going to land on the ground. And everybody gets to take a piece home with them. I get two pieces, though, because I want to eat one, have it inside me forever. And the other part, I'll make into an earring. I might even make two earrings. Because I don't know which one you're supposed to, which ear you're supposed to wear anymore. They said forever, oh, don't put it in that right ear. You know what that means. And I'm like, hey, means I'm a champion. A lot of people say the term crystal ball means you can see the future. My future is a crystal ball. Crystal football in my asshole. <laughs> Living in my lower intestine for all time. Every time I shake, take a shit, be crystal dust coming out of my shit. My shit's going to be, my shit's going to have more sparkles in it than a stripper's. I got a surprise for us today, guys. I have contacted Coach O, because this was just released today. Coach O said he would share his thoughts on his salary on the Dirty Sports Podcast. We have an exclusive. Coach O is on the phone. Coach O, you've been waiting patiently. We're discussing college football coaches' salaries. Are you there? Andy Ruther and Joe Brano in. The Torrance in with the Wolves in. It's great to be back on the show. I got to say, I love when Togoga fills in, but I got to wonder... Why Tug Coca hates the South? Why y'all ain't never get me on the phone when Tug Coca in the house? Tug Tug Coca a Southern name. I know three Tug Cokas live in my town. Yet Tug Coca won't call me on the phone whenever you're on the podcast. Drinking all that hoity toy wine. Come down here sometime and have some boon swarms like the rest of the Coca family. Now, Coach... Are you a little offended? I am not, Andy Ruth. I know you're going to ask. I've been listening to the phone. I've been on hold. Twerks got me on the hold. I listen to the phone call. Listen to the whole show when I on the phone call. You talking about, Andy, let me tell you something. I don't know how to spend $4 million. I don't know. I called Dr. Pepper Bottling Company the other day, and I said, how much for a lifetime supply, Dr. Pepper? And they said, Coach, for you, we'll give you a, a whole life, all the Dr. Pepper you can drink for the rest of your life for $200,000. What am I going to do with the rest of that $4 million? I don't know how much a percentage of $4,200,000 is, but I know it ain't all of it. So you'd have three, what am I doing with this money? You'd have $3.8 million left, Coach. That's right. I have invested in a crocodile farm, in a gator farm. <laughs> what? That's right. I want to get me some, uh, you know, we always talk about uh, whenever I come on the show, we play in the Florida. We gotta, have to get, I got to rent these gators. Fuck it. I'm raising them myself. I own. Own. Don't I listen to Warren Buffett. He said that you got to own 
your property. So I'm a, I own a property where I'm raising gays two, three years from now. We'll be able to wrestle them all we want. No fees. Now, the gators, will they be as... Will they be Andy, as- here's the thing about my salary. They give it to me every year. I don't know how to spend one $4 million, let alone a four. They're going to give me another $4 million next year? What am I going to do with all this money? Have you thought about investing? In I the- have thought about uh, transferring it all into coins. And put it in a vault and swimming through it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I, the thing is, I talked to my bank and I said, if I wanted a large vault full of my money with a diving board attached to it, could it be possible? And they said, Coach O, we know you love the DuckTales and the Scrooge McDuckins, but you can't swim through coins. They ain't as liquid as they seem in the cartoons. I said, what? You telling me I can't come up out of my coin water and spit coins all over the place? Like I spit out water when I swam in a swamp as a kid? And they said, no, you were choked to death on coins. And I said, what am I going to do with this money? Is there a way to liquefy my coins to make it so that I could swim through them? And they said, we could do some sort of mixture of water and coins to make it a little more soluble for you to swim through. And I said, let's do that then. Need me a in and out burger, double double, animal style, yeah, I coach old style. Can you repeat that, sir? Gonna get a, gonna get a uh, number two, animal style, protein style, animal fries on animal shake. They're like, uh, we don't, we don't have an animal shake. Let me ask you something. What is it? What makes an animal burger or animal fries? Uh, we put um. We put caramelized onions and special sauce. So what the fuck is the problem then? I want a chocolate shake with caramelized onions and special sauce. Doesn't seem like it's that hard. You put it on everything else. You can make a burger animal. You can make fries animal. You can make a fucking shake animal. Uh, sir, it, it, are are you you want onions in your? Do I not speak English? <laughs> We're going to continue the best of 2019, but before I do that, I want to remind all the dirtballs to get yourself some tickets on SeatGeek, the official ticket app at spon- official ticket app it no, the official ticket app sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. If you haven't used SeatGeek, I don't know what you're doing. Make it a New Year's resolution right now. The New Year is here. Use SeatGeek. Why would you not want to use the best ticket app out there? You can see exactly where you're going to sit for the live event. It doesn't matter whether it's a sports event, a comedy show, a concert, a music festival, a Broadway production. SeatGeek will have tickets. And best of all, SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. All right, let's get back to the best of. A Dirty Sports compilation would not be complete without some of the awful predictions that we made this year. And I am definitely probably leading the way in that. So these are some of the bad Dirty Sports sports predictions from 2019. My two contenders for NFL MVP, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Donald. Wow, going the defense. I think he's that fucking good. Your 2019 NFL MVP, Saquon Barkley. Wow, he did it. I just jinxed your boy. I know you did. 2019 NFL MVP. I already said 
without Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP every year. Okay. I think we should get Twerks' take. He's been sitting there quietly just working. Raiders versus Raiders. Derek Carr, NFL MVP. Uh, this year's NFL MVP, I'm torn between uh, Mahomes and Rodgers. I don't see Mahomes dropping off all that much. Um, I'm going to go with Mahomes. Do the, Browns bad, 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 bad. Do the Browns make the playoffs? Yes. I think, I'm they, I think they win their division. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Okay. Just for the sake of the comment section, Andy, one more question for you because Calvin here, Dirtball, has been asking nonstop, what is your actual pick for the NHL finals? Please don't <laughs> leave the Blues cursed, Ruther. Uh, Bruins and six. Bruins and six. Wow, reverse curse. Yeah, Bruins and six. There it is. AFC Championship game, Patriots-Jaguars, Super Bowl, Patriots, I just can't bet against them at this point, Super Bowl, Patriots-Cowboys, NFC Championship game, Packers-Rams, Packers go to the Super Bowl, let's predict Boogie (laughs) Cousins' deal, somebody's going to give him the four years, right, I'm saying four years, like, no, you don't think somebody will give him four years, he's still pretty young, I think he's young, I just, I think... I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. I feel like he's at a point where I feel like he almost uh, doesn't trust himself or doesn't want to commit himself that much to a team for four years. I mean, I know he wants the paycheck, uh, but I also think the rest of the league is is seeing that. I mean, he's not. He hasn't proven to be what he used to be since his injury. Three and years, sixty million. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely like a two to three year guy. But I think preferably for him, I think. I think he's looking for one year. I throw thirty. You think he's looking for one year. I'll tell you what I do. I throw I throw a hundred million dollars at him. If I'm a GM, I think he's gonna bounce back. Go home, Ruther. You're drunk. <laughs> Why not? You gonna throw a hundred million dollars at Boogie? Fuck yeah. Okay. What team are you that has this hundred million dollars? I don't know. You didn't ask for that. I'm just saying. I would throw $100 million at Boogie. You ready for the hottest takeout? So I've already given you my Mets are a wild card, and I've already given you my Cubs are a wild card, which means that no wild card comes out of the NL West, which means when I say that the Colorado, Colorado Rockies, Rockies win the NL West, it yeah. means that the Los Angeles Dodgers don't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Man, you just dropped the mic. Oh. Stole my hot take oh. and dropped the mic. Fuck you, Shabori. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't think Ben's numbers, the Ruther curses, can get put out there. I don't think he takes a huge hit on numbers this year. Yards, I don't think. I don't think he'll throw for five thousand yards again. I think Ben still throws for forty five hundred yards and thirty touchdowns, and they're going to compete in that division. I think the Ravens fall off. I don't. I just don't think you can run and now antiquated high school offense in the NFL and have success. Their defense is going to be good. They will be in games. They'll play a ton of close games. But I'm still like, you know, I just I didn't see the ability from Lamar Jackson to come into this year and suddenly be a guy who completely. They're still going to run the ball. I think. Yeah. I, I think Lamar Jackson. The record for most rushing yards by a quarterback in a season is Michael Vick. I think he breaks it. Okay. I'm not saying that equates to wins. I, I think that equates to your quarterback getting hurt for sure. Uh, I hate this style of offense. I don't. Th- I think if you can't complete 60% of your passes or close to it in the NFL, you may as well just punt on the season. I think the Ravens, simply on their quarterback situation, are going under.
One of my favorite parts of doing Dirty Sports, maybe my favorite, are the impersonations from my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. I love them. You love them. They make us all laugh. These are my favorite, your favorite impersonations of Joey No Chill 2019. He, he, like, he wanted his dad to capitate it. His dead father's head cut off. His excuse. And Gruden's like, I like it. He's a grinder. <laughs> grinder. He wanted to take his dad's body and grind it up in a meat after. Just to keep the head. I liked it. That's the kind of gritty thing I like. If your offensive lineman's not trying to decapitate his dad, I don't want you. Get it. You can play for me any day, incognito. I love his excuse, by the way. His excuse after this. All my linemen this year, <laughs> all my linemen, they're going to keep their dead dad's heads in their locker to say, this is what's going to happen on the Raiders. Incognito addressed the incident saying, I lost my cool with my father's passing. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. Oh, boy. Get all your dad's heads and put visors on them. Just a just these hogs, these hosses down the trenches. I like it. If you haven't tried to decapitate your dead father, I don't want you. Welcome to Gruden's O-Line Camp. Let's talk about this here. So a little videotape. Here's a videotape of you at a funeral home uh, with a samurai sword. Uh, you knock over the one uh, undertaker. You kick his wife in the chest, and you, and th- and this is where we don't have sound, but this is where you demand to decapitate your father. What was going through your mind here? And 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 talk about that swim technique that you used that you used on the patron at a, at a different funeral. Do you think that neighbor just adjusted or moved out? He must have adjusted, right? You think he moved out over it? No. Or maybe he's just a big Eddie Vedder fan. <laughs> Maybe he just likes when Eddie Vedder calls the show. Said Andy Ruther, Joe Prano. We do need some more Eddie Vedder. The show's had many incarnations. If you've had the the pre denting days and the post denting days, almost like the pre nine eleven days and the post Bush did nine eleven days. Because George Bush did nine eleven. Never forget that. It's hard living in Chicago, being a Cubs fan when the Cubs are winning and George Bush is destroying buildings. It's like, what's better, the pre-9-11 days before Bush took down those Twin Towers or the post ones when the Cubs won the World Series? Hard to say. This next song, by the way, is called Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town. Longest song in the Pearl Jam catalog until we wrote the great Andy Ruther eats White Castle burgers after crashing into a fire hydrant. <laughs> that song's also about 9-11. <laughs> Just thought that'd be a funny title. Uh, unbelievable. Twerks with Wolves. I get that the, that's a Dances with Wolves reference, which just makes me... Just reminds me of the raping and pillaging of this great land from the natives. I call them natives. I don't call them Indians because they're not Indian. Pete Carroll on this J- Jameis one of one. He's like, not. Look, I was reading the Jameis. I was reading the Jameis book. Not gonna lie, had Skrillex over my house the other day. He was doing a doing a DJ set while I was doing yoga. I was doing Downward Dog, and I'm reading uh, it's Jameis one of one book. I gotta say, 
you know, there's some legitimate stuff in here. But when all is said and done, you know, I'm not taking them. Look, if I got uh, J- Jameis Winston behind center in the Super Bowl on the one-yard line, I'm running the ball. That's what I'm saying. I'm running the ball. Well, I did reach out to Ray because, again, he is a man who has staked his claim on the city of Baltimore. He was very open when there were riots a few years ago. And Ray, you know, he said he wanted to call into Dirty Sports and basically share his thoughts on what Donald Trump deemed a rat-infested cesspool and a shithole of a city. Let me see here on the on the uh, monitor. Ray, Ray. Ray Lewis, are you there? Yes. Now, Ray, President Trump just came out of nowhere with tweets about a city that you have called your own. You have a statue. You won two Super Bowls. When you saw the president's tweets, also someone you met with when he became president, you met with him, you have... You know, I don't want to say an, been an ally, but you have been somewhat of a supporter of President Trump. Were yes. You, were you bothered by his tweets? No. <laughs> no. Andy Ruther, the city of Baltimore is a great place. The city of Baltimore is the greatest city in all of Maryland. In all the mid-Atlantic region, there is no city greater than Baltimore, a place I have called my home. A place that has brought me in with open arms. I was down in Miami, Florida in college. I was in Cleveland, Ohio after that. But nowhere, nowhere has accepted Ray Lewis. The man that I am. The man that I've become. Like Baltimore. and Baltimore County. But I have to say, I'm friends with Donald Trump. I'm a supporter of Donald Trump. And I agree with Donald Trump. Baltimore, while being a great city is also infested with rats and rodents. And that is why, together, in 2020, I am going to take over for Mike Pence as a vice president of the United States of America. And me and Donald Trump are going to make Baltimore great again. Wow. This is a bombshell revelation, right? Ray, I, I, not only am I shocked that you aren't angry. He already made America great. He closed off the borders from those dirty, filthy Mexicans who have been trying to infest this country and work without paying taxes. I, Ray Lewis, I always pay my taxes. My accountant knows that. The IRS knows that. The FBI who investigated me when I allegedly murdered two people knows that. I'm a man who believes in taxes. I'm a man who believes in America. And I believe that Donald Trump has made America great again. Now let's start focusing on specific parts of America. And instead of working on a whole, work on the specifics. Let's make Baltimore great again. Mabaga. Mabaga. I'm for Mabaga. <laughs> yes. Now, Ray, I do want to bring something up, which it just kind of hit me when you were explaining your thoughts. Some people call snitches rats. You yourself got out of a prison sentence by basically snitching being a rat on your boys. Are you a rat that is currently infested in Baltimore? I believe that my friend, 
my colleague, my running mate, Donald Trump, he's talking about actual rodents. So I don't want to get into who he said, she said, allegedly, murder, investigation, discussion. This is not about me. This is not about snitches. This is about Baltimore. And we need to back it. <laughs> we need to make Baltimore great again. And I'm here to do it. And I've, I've sat with Donald Trump. Donald Trump has taken a lot of heat for being a former reality star. Well, let me tell you something. I... And making Donald Trump a reality star again. Because I am dancing with the stars. I am teaching Donald Trump to dance. He's going to come out and he's going to mugga mugga. (laughs) 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 This is me sweeping the rodents. From Baltimore, sweeping the rodents from Baltimore County, and then, Mubaga! oh my God, Ray, I have tears in my eyes because you know that together, me and the Trump, we're gonna make Baltimore great again, and that just makes you so happy. I can see it in your face, Andy Ruther. You're gonna come down there. You're gonna go to the back bay. You're gonna eat some crab cakes. You're going to watch some Orioles baseball at Camden Yards. You're going to come across the street, watch some Ravens football. Because we're going to make Baltimore great again. Or at least as great as it once was, which wasn't that great. But we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to make Baltimore mediocre again. Always a pleasure, Ray. Thank you. We're going to make Baltimore slightly above average again. Ray Lewis, everybody. The Browns, I don't know if you heard, have already tried to trade for Perzingis. Yeah, really. Interesting. <laughs> They're like, he's a block field goals. <laughs> I do not kick field goal if I were you. <laughs> I'll rape this ball. It comes towards me. <laughs> he's doing the Matumbo yeah. with the fucking football. Guys, I'm not even jumping. I'm just, I just have arms up in air. I can't because I have shredded knee. I know you say... How can you rape somebody with shredded knee, but you can't jump? Well, she was not very tall, and I did not need to jump. Does Andrew Luck play in the NFL ever again? Does Andrew Luck play in the XFL? Does Does Andrew Luck take a professional football snap the rest of his career? I don't know. I don't think he plays in the XFL. He can always come back. That's a good question. He's not like, I'm here for the New Jersey Rattlers, the New York, New Jersey Gauntlet, Gargoyles. Take a year off, dude. Take a year off. And, and again, you know, you look at the Romo and you look at the the guys who have been, like, wanted by the the entertainment version of it. Like, I don't know if I could listen to <laughs> Monday Night Football. <laughs> back to pass. Looks right. Throws it deep. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Like, my guy get possessed. Gotta go like what Donald did there. Gotta like him. Smart guy. <laughs> your, your Andrew Luck also kind of sounds like it's like Andrew Luck meets Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, like I'm Luck. <laughs> it's like Christian Bale's version of Batman. No, no, actually, we have the actual phone conversation. It's, it's only Bill talking. This is what Bill told 
Luke when he called him when he heard the news that he was sued for sexual assault. Hello, Luke Walton. This is your father, Bill Walton, calling. Once again, your father, William Walton, your, your one and only father in life. Just calling because I've read the uh, reports on ESPN.com, BleacherReport.com, SportsIllustrated.com, many other .coms, which, by the way, is uh, a web address uh, shortening. Anyway, point is, uh, very disappointed uh, to hear. You know that these are not the kind of things that I threw down to you as a father. I, I didn't say, you know, groping and kissing girls amongst their neck and chest and head. It's something you, now, throwing throwing down elbows and dunks and jump shots on people's heads and chests, of course. We worked on that many times in the garage and many times out in the yard. You know, keep the, keep the ball high. Don't bring it down. Throw those elbows out toward their chest. Give yourself some space. Hit that fall away jumper. But holding women down, you know better than this. I didn't even let you have girls alone in the teepee when you were growing up. I, I said you wanted to take little Susie P from down the street into the teepee. And I said, you know, a, a good young boy doesn't sit alone in a teepee with a good young girl. So that's why I was there with you as a buffer. Your father, Bill Walton, a seven-foot buffer, making sure that there was some room for the Holy Ghost, as they say, as John Wooden used to say when he would show me the pyramid of success. And uh, I'm, I'm disappointed. I hope it's not true. I hope you'll call me again, your father, Bill Walton. Tell me that this wasn't the case. And I would like to get together sometime for some peyote tea to discuss whether or not this happened. And if it did, how we can make sure that it never happens again. Once again, your father, Bill Walton, calling. Please call me back, Luke. Very disappointed. Your mother's crying. Not your real mother, but my new wife, the small Asian lady that didn't birth you. Anyway, we're all sad here. Uh, this is as sad as I've been ever since I was eating uh, my cereal out of a bowl on the floor like a dog, committing, thinking about killing myself because my back pain was so much. I've never felt pain this strong. And again, I almost murdered myself because of pain. So that should tell you how much pain I'm in in my heart right now. Please pick up the phone and throw down a call to your father, Bill Walton. You've got my number. Talk to you soon, son. Love you, no matter whether or not this is true. Love you a little bit less if it is, though. Have a great night. Again, your father, Bill Walton, calling. I feel like Bernie Sanders, you know, he's taking on a lot. He's taking on big pharma. He's taking on health care. He's trying to take on. He's like, I know we have uh, brown people living in cages at the border. I know that uh, twice a day, every day, uh, hundreds of people are murdered by guns, but we need to talk about this NCAA basketball rule. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. I, I just, I hate this shit, man. It's every year. It's something this new. This won't be a problem when everybody gets free college. Then everybody will graduate college. Then everybody can be an agent. Congratulations. I just solved the problem. I wonder what my dad would think of this. <laughs> yeah. What? It's what? NCAA? Like the batteries? <laughs> I think there's double A's in the I think there's double A's in the drawer. I wonder what Walt as Bernie Sanders would think of this. That's kind of what I was going for, but that's yeah, all right. I Sorry, I gotta step out. We do actually have somebody uh who's coming in just to talk Baker for a second. It's Baker one of one. Baker, what? Look, what's Baker supposed to do? He's been on a terrible team. Look what he did in college. You know, he broke the rookie record for passing. He's 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 a Hall of Famer in the works. Baker, one of subscribe to my book, Baker's Dozen: How a Media Bias Causes People to Discredit a Rookie Quarterback Who Broke Records. 
Check out uh, my follow-up book, I'm Feeling Dangerous, an 1,100-page manuscript about how Baker Mayfield is not only a Hall of Famer, but that they should rename the Hall of Fame after Baker Mayfield. That's right. Two books available for one price on Amazon right now, Baker's Dozen, and (laughs) I'm Feeling Dangerous, my Baker's book. Now, you're probably thinking... You're wearing the same pants and the same sweater, and you have the same voice as Joe Prano. And almost feels like Joe Prano's hair is sticking out above that piece of white paper. But I can assure you, I am not Joe Prano. I am Baker, Baker's Dozen. Follow me on Twitter, at Baker's Dozen. I'm not related to Baker. I'm not related to Joe Prano. Uh, I, I just want you to buy my book. Now, I'm not in this for fame or fortune. Look at me. Um, but I am in this for money, so please buy my book. It's eighteen ninety five. Um, but if you put in promo code dangerous, you get uh, twenty five cents off. One for every touchdown Baker threw in uh, the fourth quarter in college, because he's not only a NFL Hall of Famer, he's a goat college football player of all time. Again, not Joe Prano here. Follow Joe Prano on Instagram at Joe Prano though, and go check out his shows at JoePrano.com. But again, I am not Joe Prano. Anyway, I'm going to step out. Uh, it's been great to be here. I'm going to let Joe Prano come back in. Buffalo plays the winner of Arizona State and your boy, Chris Mullins, uh, Johnny's. By the way, in c- Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to Tulsa. We're going to win the game. We're going to beat ASU. Sun Devils, no way. Well, that game's in Dayton. Dayton. That's the playing game. Yeah. No, we're going to we're gonna go to Dayton, obviously. We're going to go to Dayton. One of my favorite places in the world to play. Dayton. Go to Dayton. Beat ASU. ASU traveling east, east, west to east. No way, not beating us. Gonna come out there with the Johnnies. We can do Johnny things in Dayton, right? ASU's got no chance. A Sun Devil versus a Red Storm. What would you take? What would you take? Honestly, I mean, you got no chance. We're we're a storm of redness. And we're gonna come in there. We beat ASU, and then Buffalo. Yeah, right. Buffalo. I've been to Buffalo. The idea that they call Buffalo part of New York is offensive to me as a New Yorker. Queens, New York, Bronx, New York. Manhattan, obviously New York. Staten Island, eh, look, I wanted to secede from Staten Island. I thought we should cut Staten Island off years ago. But Staten Island is more New York than Buffalo's fucking Canada. You get out of here, Buffalo. No way. We beat up. What? What is Buffalo? What are they like? The What are they, the Buffaloes? The Buffalo Buffaloes? You can't be. You, the only thing that's allowed to have the same name twice is New York, New York. New York, New York. That's how it goes. You're the Buffalo Buffaloes. Is that a fucking thing? Come on. Stupid. The only thing, the only real team in New York, the St. Johnny's. And we're going to do it. And we're going to go, not only that, not only are we going to the second round, we're going to the Sweet 16. Johnny's the Sweet 16. Mark it down. Michigan, get ready because we're coming for you. Red versus blue. What color do you like? Who likes blue? Blue sadness. Red, fire, heat, hotness, winning. A lot of people think red means stop. Not in New York. You ever seen a New Yorker stop at a red light? Not, I haven't. Not, my, not on my watch. Go right through that. Red's green in New York. So, yeah. What? You you having a choking fit over there, Ruther? You choking? Sorry. I got some phlegm. Big blue. Get ready. Big red's coming. R- a red storm's are coming. It's going like, to be like when your wife's on a period. Red storm all over your house, taking you downtown. Big house, big trouble. Good to hear from Chris Mullen. It's been a minute. It's great to be here. Great to be here as always. Love love the show. Love you guys. Love that there's a New Yorker there supporting me in New York. I like knowing that there's New Yorkers in California looking out for us, you know, in case we get attacked from the West, you know. Brandon will tell us three hours in advance. Hey, they're coming. He's like Paul Revere. I like it. 
One of my favorite parts of Dirty Sports are the rants, especially the rants from my co-host, Joey, No Chill Prano. So these are a compilation of some of my favorite rants from Joe Prano, everything from going off on dirt balls to the Knicks to Mar- Carmelo Anthony, you name it. The guy has some epic rants. These are the 2019 favorite rants from Joey, No Chill Prano. The Knicks are honestly your grandfather that's dying of cancer that's still on life has been on life support for twenty years. Like, how long do you do this? Yeah. How long do you let him sit in a bed on a respirator? It's like I love my grandfather, and that's why I want to let him go. Yeah. Like, pull the plug. Pull the plug on the Knicks. Free me and every other Knicks fan from being Knicks fans because it's a goddamn disgrace. It's a disgrace. And fuck you. If you're one of these people, it's like, I actually like this. The addiction, they're paying they're fucking actively. Like, no one's saying like, this. People are saying it. Well, they're idiots. They are. And here's why they're idiots. Because it doesn't fucking matter that the Knicks are slow rebuilding. Because here's the thing. The Knicks, in letting Kristaps Porzingis, coming off of multiple injuries... Never playing a fucking full season, never being anything but potential, never being, never living up to his name, letting him tell them that he wants to be traded and then, and then panic trading him to the Dallas Mavericks in the middle of the season proves that it doesn't matter how slow you, if you can't draft people and make them stay with you, then why the fuck are you even collecting assets? Well, that was, it, it is at this point, And I tweeted it yesterday. It is embarrassing. It is the biggest embarrassment, one of the top embarrassments in the history of my franchise, that they panic-traded Kristaps Porzingis to get two max slots and then signed Julius Randle, fucking Wayne Ellington, who the fuck ever else? Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. They fucking three power forwards. They said their first three signings were three power forwards. How many power forwards does one team need in a guard-driven league? Where oh, we're gonna start Frank Nilakina, the longest tenured Nick at point guard, and we're gonna start him with three power forwards and Mitchell Robinson. Kill yourself. It's embarrassing. R.J. Barrett's gonna fucking leave. Because you're not doing... Why would you stay? All that happens is you suck and you surround... And then they have the press. Chris Hastings, why wouldn't he want to play in New York? Biggest market. Well, maybe because the press is like, how come we're always hurt? How come the Knicks suck? Why are they the worst team ever? How come you have the worst fucking record in league history? Is this worse than when Mello was here? Why do you hate Mello? Why do you like Mello? Are you friends with Mello? What do you think of Jeff Hornacek? What you, uh, did you rape somebody? Did you rape somebody worse than Isaiah Thomas raped somebody? What about that time Patrick Ewing fucking did that thing in the strip club? Is what you did worse than that? And then these guys fucking melt down because there's nothing to take the attention off of it being... Uh, like a TMZ or a fucking National Enquirer event every game because you don't win games ever because you never try. I don't care that the Knicks didn't get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't care. I am, first of all, I'm not upset the Knicks didn't get Kyrie Irving. And second of all, and I'll say this 100% truthfully, if you had to tell me I had to take Kevin Durant coming off an Achilles with Kyrie Irving or neither, I will take neither. I will take neither as a Knicks fan. But guess what? 
You're you're fucking when you free up two max contracts because you think you're gonna get both of those guys. Then they both go to the other team in the same city, and you come back with Julius Randle. James Dolan should lay down on the fucking seven train platform and and literally let the whole day. Like, I want I want him to get hit by multiple trains when he's done. I want it like when a fucking piece of roadkill is in the street in like the perfect spot on the road where like the tires always hit and it just gets run over and run over and run over until it literally disintegrates on the road. You're coming back with Julius Randle and Bobby Portis and Wayne Ellington and fucking Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton! In a guard-driven league, you signed three power forwards. It's despicable. You don't go after Kevin Durant. Okay, you don't even offer him a max contract. Well, let's get to that. You don't go at Kyle. Kawhi Leonard hasn't signed yet, but they're not getting Kawhi Leonard because they've already spent all their money on dog shit. Kemba Walker goes to the... Kemba Walker's from New York. Kemba Walker goes to the... You have two max spots. Kemba Walker's going to Boston where they openly hate black people. He's from New York. Clay Thompson, back to Warriors. We knew that was happening. Chris Tauspersingis. And everybody who's saying... Like the Knicks shouldn't. First of all, Chris Porzingis was a restricted free agent, so we can match any offer. Also, does anybody think that the Knicks were more well run than the Mavs? If the Mavs gave fucking Chris Porzingis that money, doesn't that doesn't that alone mean the Knicks should have? Doesn't that alone mean it? They're a far better run organization than the Knicks have ever been. Mark Cuban has more championships than the Knicks have since before I was born. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, D- Pat Riley, forced out of the Knicks years ago. Pat Riley had no assets, no cap. He turned the 40th pick in the draft The fucking Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's on the heat. Absurd. D'Angelo Russell, he's going to fucking Golden State. And Point. if you're out there, and I'm arguing with people all day yesterday, like when a guy says he wants to be traded, you got to trade him. Kobe Bryant wanted to be. Kobe Bryant demanded a trade from the Lakers to the Bulls. Demanded it. Demanded it. Didn't go. Who has more power? The Kobe Bryant post three championships with the Lakers, or Chris Porzingis never playing a full season, hobbled, coming off fucking knee injury with the New York Knicks. We had to trade him for two first for two late first rounders and cap space which you can't use because no one wants to fucking play for you cuz you're a dumpster fire and Dennis Smith Jr who all oh by the way has also never played a full season he's played 62 and 53 games in 2 years it's a joke and i want to shout out Alan Hahn at Alan Hahn A L A N H A H N ESPN Radio, MSG Network. That's the one that you guys got to remember. MSG Network. He is a fucking... To, to tweet this. To t- this is like... This is the most fucking ridiculous thing ever. Time to give credit. To give this man credit for taking on the weight no one else will take on. And post a picture of Carmelo Anthony. You corporate shill. You fucking loser dickbag. Imagine be You're the kind of person that fucking makes... People at Nike, kids at Nike factories fucking sew shoes. You are a corporate fuckbag. You are the biggest loser that has ever fucking appeared on the internet. I hope that you fucking also fall on the tracks with James Dolan. 
For my 40th birthday, I want every dirtball to tweet at him that he is a corporate shill under that tweet. What a fucking disrespectful thing to tweet to Knicks fans. What a corporate fuckbag you are. I'm so angry. Because, again, it's not about Katie. It's not about Kyrie. First of all, they didn't even offer Katie. Imagine freeing up two max slots and then not offering Katie the max. But what... So, obviously, we all saw that. So, the Knicks didn't offer him the max number of years and money because they were concerned about his Achilles injury. But everybody else was going to do that. So, if you knew everybody else was going to do it, essentially, you knew for the last three weeks... That he's fine. That you're not going to... Well, no, he's not fine. He's but, never. He's not going to be the same player. It's fine. He's not. He's never going to be the same player. He's 31 years old. He tore his Achilles. Guess what? 75% of Kevin Durant is the best player that's ever played on the Knicks in the history of the franchise. Fact. Fact. Three quarters of Kevin Durant is the best player to ever play for the Knicks in the history of their franchise. Fact. Also fact. Chris Tasperzing is coming back at 80% is... The second best player to ever play on the Knicks in the fucking history of the franchise. Fact. That's why they're a fucking joke. Slow rebuild. You just gave fucking Julius Randle three years. Kevin Durant's only signed for four years. He's only signed for four years. Kyrie Irving's only signed for four years. Chris Tapsrazingas is only signed for five years. He was a restricted free agent this year. So the idea that you're giving Julius Randle three-year contracts and this is some sort of slow rebuild when you had two max cap spots and you didn't offer any max player a four-year deal is so fucking stupid. And I'm so sick and tired of fucking idiot Knicks fans that have embarrassed themselves for years and they're like, we don't want KD and fuck you, baby. It's like, great, you don't want Kyrie? I'm on the same page. But to not... Offer D'Angelo Russell a four-year deal and offer fucking Julius Randle a three-year deal when you have two max spots open. And then to take the rest of that money and get three more fucking power forwards and Alfred Payton. Here's the thing. I like the Julius Randle signing. He's a nice piece. It's great, but they had $140 million in cap space. Or some fucking absurd number. Yeah. They had $80 million, whatever the fucking number is. Okay. They had room for two fucking max spots. So what's Jimmy Butler getting? And what's fucking, you know, D'Angelo Russell getting? And what's Kyrie getting? They're getting $140 million over four years. What's that work out to? Fucking $35 million a year? So if you have $70 fucking million in cap space and you give twenty one to Julius Randle, you have 50, $48 fucking million dollars left over, whatever the fuck their number is. So you have it. So sign Julius Randle and sign Alfred Payton and sign fucking Bobby Portis and sign a max fucking player. Make an offer to any of them. They were not in the hunt for Kawhi Leonard. They were not in the hunt for Kevin Durant. They were not in the hunt for Kyrie Irving. They were not in the hunt for Kevin Kemba Walker. They're not in the hunt for Clay Thompson. They're not. They traded Kristaps Porzingis. They're not in the hunt for Jimmy Butler. They're not in the hunt for D'Angelo Russell. They weren't even part of the negotiations for any of the top ten free agents. They were not. 
part of the negotiations. They're the New York Knicks with two max spots. They're not part of but, the negotiations for any of the top 10 players in the league. Right. And do you know who becomes a free agent next year? Nobody! Did you see Bill Plaschke's hot take, which I quote tweeted on Dirty Sports? This is hot Bill, take. Bill Plaschke's hot take should be less vowels in his last name. Less fucking consonants, I mean. Plaschke? This is the hot take. This is an LA Times article. The Lakers shut down LeBron for the season, mercifully, because he's been a complete bust. Wow. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed in the sports media. He wrote an article for the LA but Times. Th- but now, at this point, he's, 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 doing the, he's doing the media version of, like, flying one of those planes over the beach with, like, a fucking banner behind it. Like, n- literally, literally. No one gives a fuck about your newspaper. The the printing press that prints your newspaper can't believe that you guys are still doing this. And their business is going to collapse the second that you fucking give it up. No one. No one. Like, this isn't a hot take. This is a fact. Bill Plaschke is less important than any of the three people in this show when it comes to sports media right Now. Why do you say that? He's a hot take writer for a newspaper. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Cool. What do the hieroglyphics Egyptians have to say about the Lakers right now? You may as well be painting on walls in caves. When you're still writing for a newspaper, essentially what you're doing is like, there's a fucking, there's a 75-year-old dude who's wearing bifocals who comes in and is like, Plashki. Give me a hot take and make it extra spicy. We're about to go under, you see? They're going to shut this whole place down unless you come out with a spicy take. And he's like, how about LeBron was a bust? He's like, I love it. Print it. Put it in size 40 font. I'm taking it to the press right now. He's, he's t- and then he's taking metal letters and he's arranging them so that somebody can stamp it. I think, I think people read it online. No one gives a fuck. I will guarantee you. Dude, he's on ESPN. He's on yeah, Around he, the Horn. Yeah, he's up. That's, that's basically four guys see who can outspice each other with stupidity. No. I, around the fucking horn. I agree. I agree. It's it's, it's terribly produced. They should TV. make the guys on Around the Horn hold a dildo when it's their turn to talk. <laughs> they should, uh, when they unmute it, Plashy should get a dildo and just be like, LeBron's been a bust. And things. <laughs> Is it a dildo or a vibrator? Who cares? Okay, because the dildo wouldn't vibrate. I'm just saying. I know I know the difference. Plashkey. <laughs> what a fucking douche. <laughs> God, can you imagine? The worst part is like, can you imagine that being your living? Can you imagine that was your thing? You like sat at home and you're like, honey, it's not going well. I write for a newspaper. She's like, say something super spicy. Just say some stupid shit that people hate. LeBron can't read. And they're like a little aggressive. Maybe not that he's illiterate. He's a bust. That, we can run with that. We can run with he's a bust. LeBron smells like feet. Whoa. What is this? Focus on more on the basketball. Um, He's a bust. Yeah, that'll work. Plashki. Print it. See? Hello, Dirty Sports. This is your boy, Alex, calling in from the Bay Area once again. Um, I just have some thoughts about your... Uh, NBA Finals discourse uh, over the past few weeks. Um, 
I've been really disappointed just because every time, you know, you guys talk about the finals, it's, oh, you just, you know, you have to bring in LeBron to every single thing. And, you know, I believe and have argued with my friends and other people that LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. So it's very frustrating for you guys just to bring up him every single time. Like, not in the series. He didn't make the playoffs. No one else is talking about him. And Joe, especially you, you just connect every single thing back to LeBron James. And it's like, man, just let it be. Give it a rest. Maybe give some real basketball analysis. Oh. Like you guys used to. I don't know. Ooh. Just thought. Um, I guess. Um, hopefully you take my advice and we can actually have some good discussions and be fun to, fun to listen to again. All right. That's it. Can, Stay can I? No, I'd, li- I'd like to. For I'd like to quickly. The Raptors, of course. I'd like to quickly attack uh, the. I mean, I think it's it's funny that he brings it up because it's actually he's accusing me of two things simultaneously: talking about LeBron and not having an actual analysis of the NBA Finals, which is actually connected. And the reason that LeBron James was brought up is because, unlike LeBron James, Steph Curry. Cannot do it alone. Steph Curry is not a dominant NBA player without a dominant team around him, unlike LeBron James, which is why when he loses his second best player, when he loses an Andre Iguodala for a game, when he loses his Kevin Looney for a game, when he loses his Draymond Green for kicking a guy in the nuts, when he loses Steph to an in- or Clay to an injury, he does not win and he plays poorly. So. The basketball analysis is your Golden State Warriors dynasty is over, and it is because, unlike LeBron James, Steph Curry cannot do it alone. So enjoy being a Bay Area basketball fan. And condoms are absolutely for the Toronto Raptors because they're going around fucking your women because you were left with Steph Curry, one of the, if not the, single greatest shooter of all time, but not a player that should ever, 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 ever be mentioned in the same category as LeBron James, a true dominant player. What is our basketball analysis? Our basketball analysis is when you're talking about players that can single-handedly change a NBA Finals You can talk about LeBron James, and you can talk about Kevin Durant, but you can't talk about Steph Curry that way. That's why you took a big, fat fucking L. You're probably sitting there saying condoms are for the Toronto Raptors before the fucking series starts. How's that fucking condoms feeling now? Now that you don't have a LeBron James player, now that you have a guy with two fraudulent MVP awards stolen from LeBron James, how does it feel... To hear my basketball analysis that your fucking dynasty is over because you've got a shooter and you're trying to act like he's on the level of LeBron James. The end. Oh, but if you'd like to call with your of your own basketball analysis instead of being a Golden State Warriors slurper and feeling bad that I keep bringing up the guy who is the only reason your team was in the position it was. The only reason Steph didn't have... Help help in the form of depth is because they had to give $30 million to Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James. So suddenly you don't have depth when Kevin Durant goes out? Why don't you have it? You know why? LeBron James. That's the analysis of the NBA Finals. You lost your best player and don't have support 
because you brought in that best player solely to beat LeBron James. You can't talk about this Warriors team as it as as it is currently constructed without talking about LeBron James because they are directly linked to one another. Kevin Durant is on this Warriors team because this Warriors team can't beat LeBron James without him. And the Warriors lose to the Toronto Raptors because they don't have depth because they brought in Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James. So there's literally the actual basketball analysis that everybody should be talking about with its NBA Finals. When people talk about why this NBA Finals went the way it did, they should only be bringing up LeBron James. Thanks for your call. Definitely call back with another one. Well, guys, 2019 has been one hell of a run, and I can't thank the Dirt Balls and all the listeners and everybody who's helped us enough for making it another memorable year. And I'm looking forward to 2020. It's going to be even better. we got a lot of great things on the horizon. I can't wait to expand the show and bring you guys in and take everything to the next level. Okay, Dirtballs, that's the show. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dirty Sports. Follow me at Andy Ruther. Follow Joe at Fix Your Life and at Joe Prano. Until next year, stay dirty.